everyone's enough to follow their dreams. Your dreams and your desires are actually planted within you and you're born with them because that's why you came to the earth. That's why you came to serve and contribute to the world. Hey guys, welcome to our Soul Fam podcast where I interview space holders from all over the world. I am your host, my name is Carolina, and I am the Connection Catalyst. I help spiritual entrepreneurs experience deeper connection with themselves, with others, and with the universe. Today on the show, we have Danielle, the encouragement coach. Welcome to the show, Danielle. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> I've been wanting to come on your podcast me too. for ages. <laughs> oh my God, me too. And just so you know, guys, Danielle is one of my closest to my heart friends uh, and she's just amazing. So I'm super, super excited, even more excited to uh, chat to her today. And I would love to explore um, a few topics, but I'd love to start maybe from your own journey and your own um, spiritual let's say, awareness, where did it start? And how did you even come to the realization that you are supposed to be a coach and do what you do? Yes, of course. Well, I'll start from my childhood because I believe that that is the most pivotal point of where our purpose is and where our magic is. And our connection to spirituality, especially as a child, is extremely strong because we haven't formed our ego yet, right? So we believe that anything is possible and we believe in magic. We believe in fairies. We believe in unicorns. Um, and so for me, as a little girl, I grew up um, in the forest and I was just so connected to magic. Magic for me is like just something that I truly believe in. Even as an adult, I have always believed in ma magic. I believe in Santa Claus. I believe in fairies. I believe in, you know, like, I believe that anything is possible. And so just to go back to your question, as a little girl, I believed all this. And, you know, growing up in a uh, family who didn't necessarily nurture this part of me led to me forming an ego that hid a lot of, who I truly was. And so therefore, I my ego persona was showing up in a very inauthentic way to the world. Now, it's not something that I was conscious of growing up, but I feel like there's so many people who naturally will form an ego in order to stay safe in the world, in order to not be rejected, in order to not be abandoned by their tribe. Um, and so for me, looking back, um, growing up and hiding such a huge part of my gift and actually who I am, I the magic that I'm so connected to, um, was just, yeah, it's just really interesting to look back because I can see why I hid my spirituality and I hid so many things about me because I was so scared that I wouldn't be loved. And yeah, and I feel like um, probably from the age of, um, you know, I've always been very interested in, you know, I grew up with parents that are very holistic and introduced me to spirituality. I, you know, did, I watched, I watched the secret movie when I was like 13. I went to Tony Robbins when I was like 17. Like, the, you know, there was always that influence in my life of the coaching and the connection to the magic and the manifestation. And so I was always heavily influenced by that. And even though I did have a lot of, um, trauma in my childhood and I wasn't nurtured for who I truly was I also feel like I chose my parents for a reason and one of the biggest reasons was that they always just encouraged me to do what I loved and to be who I want to be they never said you need to go and go to uni and study this like they never projected their own like egos upon to what I need to do which I feel like now is one of my biggest gifts because one of my biggest gifts is actually I work with female entrepreneurs to really nurture them, to help them discover their heart's truest purpose in the world and help them discover their gifts. Because I truly believe that everyone comes here for a reason. They come here to heal the world with their gifts. But unfortunately, because we've had so much trauma in our childhood and because of societal conditioning, we hide who we truly are and we form these egos that aren't actually us. And we go along these paths that actually aren't our heart's purpose. They're actually paths that are 
um, that are kind of coming from a place of fear. So I bring people back into their heart, back into the purpose of why they've come to the earth so that they can truly be aligned with their purpose, their gifts, and how they're here to serve in the world. Because as they truly tap into their heart and how they're here to serve in the world, that's where the deepest fulfillment comes and the highest human need is met of contribution to the world. Because as you know, when you're doing what you truly love, the energy, the frequency, everything of that will bring so much incredible joy and abundance into your life. And so hopefully that explains your question. <laughs> yes, absolutely it does. And it's so beautiful th that you said that you know, everyone is here uh, for a reason and, and we have a mission. And I feel like it's always the biggest trauma in our life. It's always what we choose to help others with. Like, for example, I'm the mm -hmm. connection catalyst. Why? Because I had abandonment wound in childhood. So I needed connection. Mm -hmm. So now I connect to people easily and I can help people to connect to themselves and to other people and to God and the universe even more because I was looking for this connection because I was feeling so disconnected, right? So in the same way, mm -hmm. like you were maybe not cherished for your magic and your uh, spirituality in your own way. So now you want to cherish this in people and help them cherish themselves, which is freaking amazing. And it's so, so it just sits with my heart, uh, resonates with my heart so much because <laughs> I feel like really we chose the parents, we chose these situations we we did it on purpose mm -hmm. we traumatized ourselves for on purpose you know our souls knew <laughs> that when we do this okay when we when we have a trauma like this this is what's gonna come out of it so it's actually a gift mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. have trauma in childhood it's actually a gift to be able to experience some darkest parts of us so that then we can learn from it and we're like okay so what do i want instead and then go the other direction and really help others to find the same things so yeah thank you for sharing that it's really really beautiful and so yeah. uh, what kind of what kind in what kind of ways you help female entrepreneurs to get more into their heart to get more into their soul like what are your favorite methods and uh, maybe that you've used on yourself and also on your clients that could help mm -hmm. people become more of the who they truly are more authentic with their heart yeah well, I think for me, it's interesting because I started on my journey and, you know, I started, I think I studied coaching about 10 years ago now. Um, I went into health coaching because I'm really passionate about health. It's something that I feel like when we're connected to our health, it allows us to be the channel to direct directly to our spirit. Um, and so I started doing health coaching and weight loss coaching. And then I started a couple of different um product brands um, in the health industry and so I've kind of always been on this path but it's interesting because something that's always been my greatest gift is to encourage people and I really feel that in order to truly come into our heart and come into the belief of you know how special we are we need that encouragement we need the mother's love you know and so for me i call myself the fairy god mother because for me it's like fairies connection to my my little child and my fairies uh god is the connection to you know my part of god my spirit the, the ability that i have to channel through the love that helps the people that i'm working with um and then mother it's 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 the nurturer it's the it's the mother's job is to nurture and love their child so that they can feel seen for who they truly are. And so I really see people for who they truly are so that they can see themselves. Because at the end of the day, it's about people being able to take these, these tools and be able to mother and nurture themselves. And so, you know, as children, we have our own mothers, but then once we kind of come to the realization that we actually can mother ourselves, we can father ourselves with our masculine and feminine, that is really where the gift is because we have everything we need within us. But essentially the way that I will help women connect with their magic and their purpose, um, it all starts with the inner child. Like that is just the biggest, like the inner child essentially is the key to unlocking all the magic in, in a person. Um, it's where all of our magic exists. And unfortunately, so many women and, and, you know, the masculine as well, but I just work with a lot of women, 
are so disconnected from their magic and their inner child because they're so busy trying to work and hustle and you know get their mission out into the world which is amazing but at the end of the day what exists within our inner child is our joy it's our fun it's our magnetism when we're connected to our inner child that is where we can have the most fulfillment in our life and from that fulfillment we can actually create a life that we truly desire, like a life that we truly desire in every single area. But I call it like going along the kind of fairy tale route of my brand. I call it like a fairy tale life because at the end of the day, you know, I feel like children are so connected to fairy tales and so connected to like the magic in them. And that's why I'm so like obsessed with fairy tales myself. But I truly believe that everyone deserves to live their fairy tale life. And in order to live their fairy tale life, there needs to be the connection with their inner child because the inner child has all the answers and all the magic that will help to unlock the purpose, their purpose in the world. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of coaching and there's a lot of intuition. There's a lot of magic that comes in. It's, it's pretty magical what can happen, but, but that essentially is, is where we start. It's, it's with the inner child. It is so beautiful. I love the way how you're uh, talking about the inner child and the magic and the fairies and everything. I resonate <laughs> with that so much because really what happens is that we are coming to this world and then all these situations in our life happen to shape our personality and people can get hurt. People can mm -hmm. get, you know, different, different types of experiences, but really our core is so magical. Our core is so pure. Our, mm -hmm. our soul mm -hmm. is so pure. And so helping people to get to this pure state when they are in pure joy, pure bliss, pure inner child. Because the child doesn't really wonder about like, you know, how they're going to be judged for what they do or, mm -hmm. or whether exactly. it's safe to do this or that. They just, they just do it. They are just happy. They That's are just joyful. Love. They are just like, yeah, yeah. They just spreading their joy. And I feel like people need to be in their joy, even, even to manifest their dreams. They need to be in the joyful and loving state because otherwise mm -hmm. if they are closed off or if they are too attached or if they are, you know, anything like that, if they are not coming from pure joy and pure love and just contribution, as you said, the, the willingness to serve, then only the limited abundance can come because you're not just like spreading unlimited joy and unconditional love. And so it's just really important mm. to, uh, to talk about this stuff because even, yeah, even in manifestation field, let's call it, you know, if you want to master manifestation, you need to be in your joy because joy is what makes you open and receptive to, to everything. And then obviously you can manifest yes. things in your business, things in your life and your relationships and in everything. Right. But you need and to how come easily, to this, right? Your... How easily. Yeah. Yeah. How easily does it happen when you're in joy? It's not, it's not the masculine, like work hard, hustle hard. It's like, it's pure magic, isn't it? Like if you think about some of the experiences we've had together, when we're in our joy and the things that we attract, we don't even need to do anything. It's like we're so magnetizing as the feminine everything towards us that it's like just easy, right? Yes, absolutely. And I can relate to that because recently I've been like trying to hustle and make things work in my business. But once I just got into mm -hmm. my joy and I was just like, okay, universe, I let this go. I'm just going to enjoy my life and, <laughs> and let things happen. The next day I had two clients within an hour uh, sign up for a session out of nowhere. I didn't even do any ads or anything like yeah. that. They just freaking showed up. And I was just like, this is so easy, yeah. but as you I said, don't. we are so used to doing things in masculine ways because we are seeing like all these like entrepreneurs and all these men achieving so much success that then I think women, because of the patriarchal like norms, let's say, and also because of our, just the figures that we look at that are successful, right? Female are looking mm -hmm. at the, and at these guys and are thinking, okay, we need to do it in this exact same way to be successful. But actually for a woman, it's a completely different way of manifestation, right? Do you agree with that? Mm -hmm. Yes, hundred percent. Completely different way of manifestation. And I feel like we're starting to move the energy of the world from going, going more from masculine into the feminine. And I feel like it's interesting because I, I look at like, you know, um, the last two years of COVID and I actually really feel like there's been a real benefit of changing and shifting that masculine energy and people are coming a lot more into their feminine. They're spending a lot more time in their home. They're valuing their home a lot more. They're spending a lot more time with their family and the universe works in interesting ways 
to create change and it may not always feel easy but it will it'll always end in the way that it's meant to and and that's why I always see like these things that happen around us that maybe a lot of people are seeing drawbacks in there are so many benefits about you know COVID and all these things that have happened in order to shift the energy in the world in order to wake people up and in order for people to actually connect a lot more with themselves because they're not so distracted with everything going on around them so yeah yeah Absolutely. I I resonate with that a lot. And so coming to this mm-hmm. masculine versus feminine way of being and manifestation and even running a business, what would you say are the main differences um, for all the listeners who maybe don't know uh, masculine and feminine uh, energies, qualities, especially in business? And also, how do mm-hmm. you discern when, as a woman, for example, when you need to step into your masculine way of being or when you need to be in your feminine and how does it like, how does it balance out? Whether it's, you know, for example, 30% in the masculine and 70 in the feminine, or maybe like, how do you discern for all the listeners who maybe don't know? Well, I think, yeah, we always need a balance of both the masculine and the feminine. So it's not just being in the feminine and not taking any action. The action is important, but it's where the action is actually coming from. And I feel like when you're in your feminine and you're in your flow and you're in your surrender and you're not trying and pushing so hard, you're way more connected to your intuition. And the intuition is actually what allows us to move in the steps that will get us what we want much quicker than, um, you know, thinking, thinking how, how, how. It's getting out of the how and getting into the feeling of and the vibration of what we want to create and then kind of surrendering to that but then allowing ourselves to be open to the wisdom and the intuition of of what we actually what action we need to take to create that um and Mm -hmm. so in regards to like a percentage i'm not really sure because it's so different for everyone and so i may be 70 percent in my feminine and 30 percent in my masculine the only way that someone can really discern that for themselves is to be able to feel into the feeling of like, is this feeling really hard for me right now? Am I pushing too hard? Because I know like when I was, um, you know, when I wrote my cookbook and just like thinking about like other areas of my business that I used to have, I just remember pushing so hard just because I wanted a result and I wanted an outcome. And so for me, the difference is, is this coming from a place of joy and love and is it coming through my channel or am I just trying to force something in order to get a result, in order to get a reflection from the world that I'm enough? So it's Mm -hmm. like, it's really just feeling into your body and going, how is this making me feel? Am I feeling like I need to surrender a bit more? Am I feeling like I need to take more action? Because for me, like, Action's actually really easy when it's aligned action. Um, but when you're constantly forcing everything, that's when you'll know. It'll just feel stressful all the time. And, and, and to be honest, the universe doesn't want us to be in a state of stress because that's actually not con- contributing to the world. What the universe wants, mm-hmm. and as Joe Dispenza says, it's all about our frequency. And so it doesn't matter what you're doing. If you're not in the frequent, a high frequency of like love and abundance and joy, then you're actually not giving to the universe what the universe needs to heal and so actually it's kind of like it's really interesting how it's how it works but that's why when we're in these states of joy and and peace and love and um in these childlike energies as we spoke about that's when we just attract things so easily because the universe goes wow look how much she's giving to me do you know what i mean like she's contributing so much by being in her joy I'm going to give her exactly what she wants instantly. It's it's a mirror. It's a reflection. The universe reflects everything, everything to us. And it's really beautiful when you can come to this understanding and be such a creator in your life and go, everything in my life is a direct reflection of how I feel about myself. So if there are things in my life that I'm not liking, um, like relationships, work, abundance, money, it's like, where am I missing that from within? And start from within and then plant the seed within and water the seeds so that then the flowers can grow externally, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. It's so beautiful what you just said to connect to your feeling and to your inner child. But I feel like not everyone 
can do that. <laughs> I mean, not everyone is like set up for feeling. Like I was not a feeler a few years ago, and you probably know that I was struggling with feeling my feelings, especially the negative ones, because yeah, my personality just didn't see a point in feeling negativity. <laughs> but now I know I was really far from the truth because uh, negativity is actually one of the most important things to feel so that you can heal and uh, let it, let it out. But. I know that, for example, if you, if you look at Enneagram, which I talk about uh, on my podcasts a lot, it's a ty typology of personalities, nine personalities, um, E and an E A gram. <laughs> and uh, mm -hmm. in Enneagram, you have nine personalities and only three of them are like natural feelers. Um, among others, your personality. And so what would you say to all these people who actually struggle to feel, who don't really know how to go deep into their emotions? Because as you said, to discern if you are pushing too hard or if you're, you know, in your, or if you're closer to your inner joy, you need to feel it. But some people may, might struggle with it. And I did. <laughs> it took me quite a lot of time to mm -hmm. actually go deep into my childhood trauma or deep into my feelings to actually stop and, and see what my body is uh, telling me. So what are your, let's say, three tips uh, for people who struggle to feel and to get to more and more feeling um, so that they can discern when they are pushing too much and when they are, you know, aligned with, with how they feel inside? Well, I guess if they have more in their mind, um, you could just think about, well, is what I, am I enjoying what I'm doing? You know what I mean? Um, but the thing that just I felt that I needed to express from what you just mentioned, and I hope that this will land for people, is it's actually super easy to do things that allow us to come in to an experience of fun and joy and all these inner child feelings. And literally, all you need to do is you need to think about when you're a child. And there's like a little activity I like to do and I do this with my clients and I get them to think and talk to me about their childhood. Tell me what they love. Tell me what they did. What, like, what did they do for fun? What made them excited? Like, what food did they love to eat? The best way to connect um, yourself with your inner child is to actually do the things that you loved to do as a child because that will then help to grow your connection with your inner child. And when you're connected to your inner child, you're going to be able to feel more because you become, a, you know, you become one with your inner child. And so I think the simplest way to do that, it's actually so beautiful how simple it is to feel and experience and do things that are going to allow us to fill up our cup more. And it's just do the things you love to do as a little child, just experience, you know, I mean, for me, as you know, I'll just give you an example. My favorite thing is Christmas. I'm obsessed with Christmas. I believe in Santa Claus. I love presents. I love decorations. I love everything about Christmas. Pine trees are my favorite. Um, so for me, like I'll play Christmas music throughout the year. I'll watch Christmas movies. Anything that will connect me to the magic and joy of when I was a little girl, whether it's chocolate, whether it's whatever it is there's so many things that you can tap into like for example what what did you love to do as a little girl that always brings you back to the connection of who you truly are probably dancing for sure um because i was yep. dancing in all these different groups so now that i dance zumba i have so much joy i feel like i'm in my inner child i'm just having fun and especially if i do it in a group of people uh that's something or or also i eat pancakes with nutella but now I eat vegan pancakes with vegan Nutella, but as a kid, I just loved the uh, normal ones. So I convinced my grandma finally, after like maybe three years of being vegan, I convinced her to make me vegan pancakes recently. And I was just like, oh my God, I used to have pancakes with Nutella all the time as a kid. And it just brought me straight back to uh, when I was a little kid mm -hmm. and just sitting at my grandma's table and, you know, just enjoying uh, these. So yeah, there are a few things uh, that I could come up with. But yeah, I, I totally agree that it brings you back to this feeling of how you were just, mm -hmm. yeah, so innocent. So just in your, yeah, in your joy, pretty much. And I, I want to I just quickly tap into this because I just got this download and I feel like it's just really important and this will really help to cement this idea for people and it's something that they can go and do. Most people have seen the movie Ratatouille, right? It's like the best movie ever. 
And if you haven't seen it, go and watch it because it'll bring you so much joy. But essentially there's a character in that movie and he's a food critic and he's always so grumpy and so unhappy and he's just like, he's super ambitious, but all he cares about is like work. Now, the minute he tastes the ratatouille that in the restaurant, it instantly, instantly transports him back to his childhood, right? So it instantly connects him back to his inner child, right? And that's where he instantly then comes back into his joy. He comes back into his excitement and, and his ego like dissolves, right? He's actually come back to his child because there's, we're obviously, we've got the adult and we have the inner child. So it's about connecting back and then that will allow us to live our dream life because then that our external world will reflect back to us how whole we are inside. Hopefully that makes sense and that can really cement the idea for people if they want to um, investigate further, watch that movie. <laughs> you won't be disappointed. Yeah, absolutely. And even when we... Um... When we did this course, Create Your Destiny of William Whitecloud, by the way, I highly recommend it for everyone who wants to learn more about yes. manifestation and yes. how to tap in your intuition. Even there, like William was saying how we, when we are born, we are in the state of innocence, in which is in no sense, where we don't mm -hmm. need to make sense of anything. And so this is the intuitive state. This is the, the place in our mind or psyche where we can really receive whatever is happening without needing to label it, without needing to judge it and without our ego telling us what it means, right? So if we can come back mm. to the state uh, from childhood, then we can really be receptive to all kinds of information, which brings me to another question actually um, for you, because I know that you're mega intuitive. I've had the card reading with you many, many times and every time it was super on point. <laughs> so uh, I want to ask you like, how do you tap to your intuition and for all the people who don't know really how to do it or they struggle to discern whether it's their ego or their intuition how do you know and how do you yeah how do you tap into it i feel like with everything in life and this is so interesting because before we jumped on the call i had this like vision and it was of being in school and like going and doing classes every day like you go and you do your english you go and you do your math and then you you know, you do that for how many years are we in school? Like 12 years or something. Um, and so you get good at it, right? It's the same thing with intuition. It's the same thing you're, with going to the gym. It's about, because at the end of the day, the only reason someone doesn't know that they're intuitive is because they haven't built the belief. Everyone is intuitive. Unfortunately, our society has, never taught us this because they are more interested in suppressing how powerful we are versus expanding how powerful we are. Um, and I think this is all going to start to change as we all come out, out, come out and really share our hearts and share our authentic selves and our gifts with the world. But um, I was listening to a podcast just before I came on with Carl Gray and Mel Wells, and he is this um, spiritual thought leader in the UK. He's a psychic. He's an amazing psychic. And he was talking about, it was only 75 years ago that, you know, um, people were put in jail for witchcraft, right? So we were condemned for connecting to our magic, right? But if you think about the movie Harry Potter, even on, not even on a conscious level, like people may not realize it consciously, but the reason that was so successful is because it reminded people of how they are magical. Everyone has magic. And so I truly believe that everyone can be intuitive. Like I remember when we first met, you didn't feel like you're intuitive. And no, now think about how intuitive you feel by spending time together, by developing, by constantly doing it and building the belief, right? Because as you build, as you do it, you receive feedback from the universe and then it helps you to build the belief even more. So that's what I would say. I would say, you know, I've got some cards here. And so get yourself a deck of cards that you really resonate with and just start to practice with your friends and just start to get feedback. And, you know, as you said, William Whitecloud's course or any kind of course is such a great way to learn to connect with your intuition, but it does start with your innocence and it starts with your inner child. And it's not about trying to uh, logically make, uh, create awareness around what we're seeing. It's just about, 
it's like uh, practicing practicing getting messages and then going with them and then building the belief. Does that kind of answer your question or do you feel like you want me to go deeper with that? Yeah, it does in some way. And I want to go deeper, of course, as well. And, and I wanted to, to say that, for <laughs> yeah, example, in the... In, yeah, for example, in this course of uh, the, the Create Your Destiny course, w- when William said, like, just receive the message and just make it up, make up whatever it means yeah. to you, because the thing is that the, your yeah. soul will give you the answer in a way that you are able to receive. So some people will feel the answer. Some people will see the image like I do. I usually see mm-hmm. images because I'm a seer and some people will just know mm-hmm. that something is going on. And so like this idea of like, making it, yeah. it up. Yeah, or you hear it, hear it as well. And this idea of like making it up, I was just like, how? Like, how, how should they just oh, make up what it I means? For example, that. what the card means. But you just need to make yeah, it up. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I love that. that. Because then you just say things have, and then it, okay, it turns I, out that it's true. Yeah, yeah. But I've got the perfect, perfect segue for this because this is what you do with a child. Oh my God. Okay. If you think about it as a child, you make everything up you're like i'm gonna start a business and then you you always play i call it with my clients make believe let's play make believe because make believe is our access to our inner child that actually tells us everything that is in our intuition right and so play make believe with yourself is the best way to describe it go back into the kid childlike energy and go and play make-believe. Did you play make-believe as a child? Because I, that's the way I like to kind of describe how to connect to your intuition. I'm not sure I know what make-believe is because I don't know if I know the English oh, expression okay. for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's like what you do is like you, you're, you're like a little girl and you're like, you know, playing with your unicorns and you're playing with your fairies and you're like essentially making up like a story. Do you know what I mean? Like you're playing with yourself mm-hmm. and you're making up a story. Um, and so, or you're t- thinking about your imaginary friends. Guess what? They were never imaginary. They're actually there. You're just so perceptive and intuitive as a child because you haven't been suppressed that you can see all the magic around you. And that's what happens, as you know, when you're on plant medicine. Like you can see everything so clearly because our ego is delayed for us to be able to actually see the magic and the layers of what's happening around us right yeah absolutely and so on the uh, (laughs) topic of plant medicine uh, I would love if you could share or if you'd like to share of course and the experience with plant medicine that is maybe your favorite or the ones that that has maybe the one that has changed your perspective on life the most yeah sure um that is a beautiful question because i love to talk about this experience it's just so magical and 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 you know just like just mentioning this like doing plant medicine in a very sacred container with shamans is really important so you know it can Mm -hmm. be very as as we have had an experience before where we haven't had people holding space and it has caused a lot more trauma than um, what we kind of wanted to experience. And so I just want to kind of like have that and say that um, and say that everyone's experience is going to be so different. But the experience that I had when I went to this incredible uh, community in Melbourne, out in the forest, uh, incredible shamans worked with some of the highest, you know, plant medicine experts in Peru um, with the San Pedro medicine. Now the San Pedro medicine is called, um, the grandfather. And so it's really beautiful, kind of slow, gentle, nurturing energy. And it's all about feeling. It's all about connecting to the heart. And for me, that is just like, really what I feel is like one of my biggest missions in life is just to be in the heart and help others connect with love in the heart. And so the experience of this uh, medicine is so beautiful because, um, you know, the ceremony goes for about 12 hours and, you know, you're in this sacred container with about 18 other people. Um, and, you know, for the first, like, few hours, you're, you, it, it can be quite challenging because your, you know, your ego needs to deconstruct in order for you to really come into your heart, in order for you to come into oneness and isness. 
But when you do, it's like you're experiencing the complete abundance and infinity of love and oneness and we are all one. You experience what that feels like. You experience what it feels like to be at one with nature, to be at one with everyone else and to be in complete isness with everything. And so for me, that experience was just so magical because, um, you know, I did a bit of time traveling in it. I, it was, this is pretty magical. Like I, you know, met all my ancestors. I met my little girl that I haven't even had yet. I mean, I don't even have a partner. So for me, it's like, it's just really interesting <laughs> that you can, you can, um, you can go and, and travel in time and meet. Um, you know, it's like that movie. There's a movie about it. Um, I can't remember what it's called right now. Um, with Rachel McAdams and um, Eric Banner, where he, he time travels. But essentially, um, yeah, I met my little girl. I saw my little inner child playing with my little girl. It was so magical. But I think the biggest thing that I got out of it and the biggest intention I had going into this plant medicine experience was to truly unconditionally love myself. Because I think when we can really unconditionally love ourselves, which I think is everybody's right in the world, every beautiful child deserves to be loved and nurtured with so much to make them feel like they're the most special person in the world. And because most of us have so much trauma from our childhood because there wasn't that conscious parenting back then, um, it's our responsibility to come back into that. Um, and be that parent for ourselves and to love and nurture ourselves. Um, but I think this plant medicine allows us to come home to who we truly are. It allows us to come home to our heart. It allows us to tap into our truest, deepest purpose. Like for me, I was just channeling my purpose. I really felt so deeply my purpose in the world was to really help women um, connect with their inner child and their heart. And I mean, how beautiful is that? Because I'm so on purpose and I get so much fulfillment. I came off a call the other day and I would just cry because I'm in so much abundance and so much fulfillment with the work that I do. Um, but yeah, it's just magical. And I highly recommend it if it's something that calls you, but do it in a sacred container in a sacred space that will allow you to really let go and feel safe doing it. But it, it, it essentially what it does is it, it allows you to let go of all the fucked up and sorry for the language, but this is just an important important point to make, um, lies that we were told as a child, whether it was through our parents, whether it was through our conditioning from media, you know, just from all these things in the world that tell us we're not enough. In that ceremony, I cried mm. out all those lies because they're all such lies. And you, you become to realise that actually we are so abundant and like this I'm so connected to mother nature it's just something that I'm so connected to because she's so abundant and we start to realize we don't need any of the fucking bullshit that we're we are sold in order to feel enough like we don't need the fucking fancy car we don't need the Botox we don't need the makeup those things can be nice but when they come from a place of oh I'm gonna get that not because I need it but because I want it but there's so many egos that get it from a place of I'm not enough, so I need all these things in order to fill me up. But they know that they don't, it, they don't ever give them true fulfillment, ever. Um, mm -hmm. And so, yeah, when, when we start to delay that, we just, come, we just come back more into our authentic self, which is who we are, which is what the world wants. Like, yeah. It's so magical and it's interesting and so beautiful. And I, really I remember... It's really interesting because I remember you're the kind of person who would never go anywhere without makeup. And now here you are being so beautiful without anything and feeling so beautiful. That's <laughs> the most important. Feeling beautiful without exactly. makeup. Feeling beautiful exactly. without, feeling. without uh, super fancy clothes. You can just be in your hoodie <laughs> in the house with, you know, uh, yeah, just in any clothes and any, no makeup, anything. And you can just feel <laughs> beautiful because that's the point. Like feeling is the, is the magic right like people could could be in could, yeah could look in many different ways but if they feel confident if they feel like they love themselves they're going to be attractive because it's magnetic it's it's the magnetism magnetism of how you feel that is going to attract people not necessarily if you have makeup on or not <laughs> right and, and i'm and i'm not and totally and a hundred percent but i'm not saying i don't like to wear makeup but it's a, such a different energy behind it if i'm wearing it 
I'm not completely covering my face because I don't think I'm beautiful. I'm just enhancing the beauty because I love self-expression and I love artistry. I love beautiful clothes. I love a beautiful home. It's not saying not to have those things because, you know, we're here on mm -hmm. earth and, wow, we have such an abundance of beauty in the world. But it's just a question of where is it coming from? Is it coming from a place of I'm not feeling enough or is it coming from a place of I love myself so much and I'm just enhancing that? It's just mirroring to me how much I love myself. Um, so, yeah, I totally get that because this is what I used to be like. I couldn't walk out of the house without makeup. I had to drive fancy cars. Like, I'd always attract boyfriends that bought everything for me. Like, it was just such a different energy that I held compared to now where it's like, I don't need those things to feel enough because I am enough. I am love and I'm perfect as I am. And that is just such the magic of coming into your heart and coming into who you truly are through all these different things that we're talking about. And, you know, that's why that's why I'm just so grateful that I get to help people with this. I feel like, wow, I got the greatest gift ever. Help people love themselves so that they can be their true, authentic self in the world and live 100% in line with their heart's purpose. I mean, wow. Can you imagine? This but is amazing. Can you imagine? Sorry, I'm excited. Because can you imagine if the whole world was living in their heart's purpose? It would be completely different everyone everything would shift oh my god <laughs> yeah it would be so freaking beautiful. amazing everyone deserves that every yeah. little child deserves to and when i say little child i mean you can be an adult and you have your little child deserves to live their dream life there are so many people who wanted to be x y or z when they were a kid but but didn't have the nurture and didn't have the self-belief from their parents or encouragement that they could do that. So they went down a path that was maybe like, oh, this, this is the path I'll go down because I'm not enough to actually follow my dreams. Everyone's enough to follow their dreams. Your dreams and your desires are actually planted within you and you're born with them because that's why you came to the earth. That's why you came to serve and contribute to the world. It's like, it's who you are. And the world is worse off without you being in your purpose and your heart. Absolutely. I I agree. I couldn't agree more with this statement. It is so beautiful how you talk about this and I can really feel your passion and excitement of helping people get to their child and get to their joy and everything. And so speaking of that, you know, we are talking about self-love here. So what are your favorite practices to bring people to love themselves? Because as we said, like, we don't want to make decisions based on fear of or not enoughness or anything like that. We want to make decisions based on love. Like, so if we put this makeup, it's because we love ourselves, right? Or if we have this fancy car, it's because it's so comfortable that we feel so nurtured by sitting in such a beautiful, fancy car, right? Not because, oh, I'm going to show mm. off uh, that I earn a lot of money and to, to make me feel enough. So how do you practice self-love? What are the most maybe effective methods in your view or just maybe methods for even people who have not really practiced it yet and they are still finding their way to their love? for themselves oh what a beautiful question i love that you're so incredible at asking questions i feel like you really get into the minds of the people listening and go well how can they actually put this into action i think you're incredible at asking questions um and so i just thank you, you um encourage, encourage you to that encourage um, me oh my but... god you're such an encouragement <laughs> coach you're even encouraging me now a little <laughs> coaching in on the podcast <laughs> Thank you. Thank I'm you so much. You, just telling, <laughs> telling you what I see, which I think is amazing. Um, yeah, it's interesting because when I first started on my self-love journey, it, it was really tough because I was very much more in my mind around, okay, I need to do affirmations and I need to do this. And I think there's always that place to start. But the thing that I've come to discover, Gorgeous, is that it's the same thing I said before. The best way to love yourself is to connect with your inner child. The best way to connect with your inner child is to spend time with your inner child. The best way to spend time with your inner child is to go and do things you love to do as a child. Eat foods you love to eat. You know, go and, you know, if you love to, to create puzzles, go and do puzzles. One of my clients loves puzzles. He, he doesn't make puzzles. He loves adventures. He doesn't do adventures. I said, go and, go and do that. Like, what are you doing wasting your time? He just He's just been spending his time just 24-7 in his business. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, so it, it really, really, I mean, let's just say that I would say that that's the biggest thing that creates change, doing the inner child work and doing the, um, 
and spending time with your little child. And it, it, and this is the thing. It's actually easy to do things that you enjoy. <laughs> it's actually really easy. It's I find it hard to stand in the mirror and do affirmations. But when you actually start to nurture in a child and, and really spend time with her or him and do things that they love, naturally everything starts to change. The way you eat starts to change. The way you think about yourself starts to change. Like it's got to start with in to kind of to go out. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to go on this really strict diet and I'm going to do this. No, you just need to love yourself and then you'll naturally want to eat healthy. You Like, yes, you can naturally do things that are going to be healthier, but it, it comes more from a place of ease versus force when you're connected, really connected internally and really love yourself internally. Um, and so, yeah, I would say the biggest thing is doing things you love to do as a child, spending time with yourself. I mean, there's so many things that I do that now, you know, like that have made a huge, huge progress in my journey, which is, you know, I, I spend a lot of time um, obviously the, doing the first thing that I mentioned, meditating, health is a huge part of my journey, like eating really healthy makes me feel great, makes me feel connected to myself and makes me feel really nurtured and loved. Um, making sure that being really conscious of who I spend time with, making sure you're spending time with people who are really reflecting the love that you have within. I think a lot of people spend time with people that maybe aren't actually the right fit for them and so therefore they're not getting the reflection of their true love from within and so spending time with people who encourage you and make you feel lifted up um, watching watching documentaries or watching shows that actually lift you up not put you down I mean there's so many shows out there that you know subconsciously are, are actually creating and wiring our brain in a certain way to not feel good enough and so it's it honestly it's in every area of your life. I could look at every part of your environment to help you love yourself more. There's so many different ways. It could be journaling. It could be, um, you know, doing plant medicine. It could be seeing a psychotherapist. It could be seeing a coach. Um, it's just start with one thing and have the intention and know that you're going to get there because that's who you already are. It's just about delayering the ego so that you can come back to who you actually are. Yeah, that's so beautiful. I really uh, vibe with that. And I, it just reminded me of this uh, question that I think it was Teal Swan in her book uh, or even her videos. She said, if you want to love yourself more, ask every time you make a decision or if you uh, do something, ask yourself, what would someone uh, who loves themselves do? And then do that. <laughs> do what the answer is bringing you. Because if you live according to this question to yourself and for everyone is going to be a different answer right because at, maybe for one person this the answer would be go to sleep because i'm tired for the other person it will be go have a bath because i my body needs to have some heat right now and for some other person can be something completely else but if you just ask this question and choose accordingly then you are more and more aligned with your truth what, what feels good with what feels like love to yourself because yeah, then you are asking even your subconscious. Uh, and if you're repeating it over and over again, you're creating a habit of choosing accordingly to who, who you want to be or what your authentic love inside of you is telling you to do or uh, how to act. So I just really love this uh, this question. And I think it relates to what I you just that. said. Yeah. Because you just... You're just really using your internal guidance system, which is your emotions, to point you in the right direction. Because if that, if something doesn't feel good, as you said, like if some people, for example, you know, bring you down or some food that you eat is too heavy or anything else that doesn't really feel good, it's probably not aligned with your, with the love to yourself, right? Because it just doesn't resonate with your highest expression, with your highest self. Yes, exactly. I love that point. I think that's such a beautiful way to demonstrate what someone can just do right now. You know, every time they take an action, what would someone, you know, who loves do? Or if if I was like, as I mentioned with the inner child, it's like, you know, as a little child, you might like chicken soup that your mum made. So go and make yourself a chicken soup. Or maybe you liked having a bath, like go and have a bath. Like, it's just about doing those things that really nurture your soul and make you feel more connected to yourself.
Yeah, and it just reminded me of uh, a question that uh, sometimes we would laugh with my friends, like, what would Jesus do? But it's actually a good question to ask, you know, what would Jesus do? Because it's like, oh, if Jesus would probably Jesus. love everyone and just be so forgiving and just feel so amazing and so aligned with the source energy. So uh, what would Jesus do is a funny no. question to ask, but it also can work, you know, because then you can be way more compassionate towards yeah, people yeah. and you're just bringing this, this beautiful conscious energy uh, to yourself. Although I don't really, I'm not mm. a very religious, or I'm not religious at all, but I truly believe that Jesus was a super conscious being who was enlightened oh, and yeah. really spread the love so if you just listen to his message about love um, and really take it in for what it is without this whole um i don't know thing that the the church has created just the pure message of love yeah. it was yeah, actually the, a, a freaking conscious being that, yeah yeah the oh, whole construct the whole story like he came into the world to hit his <laughs> is yeah 100 percent agree like i don't see jesus like because I'm not religious I'm I'm more spiritual but I don't see I don't look at Jesus like religious I look at him like he's such a spiritual being the same as you and the most beautiful thing is we can call in all these beings because there's no time and space and they're all they all exist and so just like when we do our little plant medicine experiences together <laughs> we call in all the energies of you know whoever our angels are and, you know, they can be in any form. And, like, I know one of my biggest angels in, in this lifetime is Louise Hay. And she is just such a powerful healer. And so she's always around me. Like, she's such a guiding light for my work in the world. Um, and so you also have the ability to call in who you resonate with. And, and as you said, Jesus. Jesus is such an angel. He's such a beautiful, sexy angel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if Jesus was sexy. He was pictured in so many different ways that I don't I don't know which one is true, you know. Uh, but for my liking, he's a little bit too skinny. Oh, uh, that's true. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. Uh. <laughs> oh, just kidding. Just kidding, guys. Uh, we don't want to, funny. you know, decrease uh, the sacredness of Jesus. We love him. We love Jesus. He's awesome. And so, yeah. So how... How would people connect to their <laughs> angels? Like, what is the what is the way that you could recommend for people who don't know how to, who don't, yeah, who don't know how to hear their guidance, the the inner guidance system, who who have maybe never talked to their angels before? Yeah, that's a beautiful question because we all have a team of angels that are around us that actually are here to support us in this lifetime, and when we have the intention of letting them in. Um, what can actually happen is they can they can give us so many messages and and, and give us so much help. I'm just burning some palisanto, just getting the angels around. Um, <laughs> essentially, what you can do is you can sit in meditation, and this is best guided. Um, and so I like to do this one guided generally with my clients, but just sitting in meditation, maybe with some beautiful like magical forest music. And like really feeling like just, you know, walking through a garden path and, you know, going up the stairs and thinking about like an angelic, magical forest fairy garden and then walking into the fairy garden and just seeing who's there with you and, and, and as you said, being in the innocence of that and just knowing that whatever thought comes into your mind or name it could be a name it could be a smell it could be anything that where the angels are trying to connect with you and trying to um, give you messages to decode but essentially like you can easily meet your team by by picturing this forest garden and uh, you know having the intention of meeting your guides and angels and you know asking them their names they may not tell you their names they may um and then asking why they're here and you know some may be business guides some may be um spiritual guides you may even have someone in there who is you know guiding you in your health but there are all these guides there for a reason um and the more that you spend time with them and the more you connect with them the more you're going to cultivate that relationship that you have with them Mm, beautiful i just did a little visualization yeah. as you were speaking uh and i saw a few a few people 
uh, or rather beings. Like I saw Neptune or Poseidon, however you want to call him. Mm -hmm. And I've heard before that this is my spirit guide before. I saw Teal Swan, of course, as my uh, spiritual leader uh, in a way, <clears throat> spiritual mm -hmm. guide. Mm -hmm. And yeah, there were some other beings, but I uh, decided I'm going to connect to them a little later after we finish the call because I feel like I need more time to spend with them and to discover um, what it is. But yeah, it's a beautiful way to visualize. And even I once had an um, experience where I was just doing this meditation of Sarah McCrum, really beautiful author, by the way, if you guys want to uh, check her out, mm. she wrote this book, Love Money, Money Loves You, that you recommended to me, by the way, um, that I translated yeah, to I Polish. Did. Guys, yes, I love that book. You, you guys, this book is so good that I that I made a deal with Sarah to translate it to Polish and we're going to be selling, it, selling yeah. it in Poland very soon because it's just so good that... I just really needed to bring this message to Poland as well. Um, love money, money loves you. Just remember that. Yeah, so I was doing her meditation to connect mm -hmm. with my spirit guides. And during this meditation, it was pretty much like relaxation and just the intention to connect to your internal guidance system, whatever it is, if it's your higher self or if it's your angels or whatever. And it was crazy because I didn't really feel much during the experience, but during the night, I was just astral traveling and I met my garden angel uh, in the dream-like state because mm. it wasn't a dream. I don't believe. I, I literally was having a conversation with him, with my angel. And I was just like, oh my God, it's crazy how just the intention and openness and receptivity to these other realms of reality can bring us to experience these creatures, these beings from other dimensions. And I didn't expect anything. I was just doing the meditation with openness and I didn't you know, I just set an intention and it just happened the same night. And I was just like, I woke up at 4 a.m. after I was brought back to my body. And I was like, oh my God, this is so simple and yet so powerful when I could ask my garden angel some questions and, and just really have a conversation. And I was just like, mm -hmm. oh my God, this is magical. The world is magical. <laughs> I know. It's how, ma how magical is it when we connect to the magic and we connect to... You know, and I just, something that just came in my mind is I just wanted to like, um, I guess, cement in regards to kind of the whole conversation we've been talking about and coming into your heart's purpose. When you're connected to your inner child and you're connected to the magic, you can channel, like you can literally channel your your biggest gifts in the world, right, into the, into the 3D. And it's interesting because I, I'm just thinking about like, if you think about like JK Rowling, she's one of the, what the richest women in the world. She would have not been able to write Harry Potter unless she was connected to her inner child magic. Because if you yep. think about how magical that was and is, there's no way she could have written it because if she wasn't in that kind of dream, like um, innocent and magical state of channeling this, you know world of harry potter because i truly believe what this is my belief and you know let me know if it resonates with you but i truly believe there are so many parallel universes going on and what we're actually doing when we're channeling these these books or these movies is we're helping others to see that there are other realities that are happening so like for example when it comes to christmas people are so connected to christmas but they think it's all made up. It's it's not like Santa Claus is real. He's just not in this recurrent reality that we can that we can see. But I truly believe that Santa Land is a hundred percent real. Harry Potter is a hundred percent real. Like all these things are being channeled in the world to help us remember our magic, to help us remember who we are, and to help us remember how powerful we are. Yeah, I I have a perspective on it as everything that is imagined is already in the imagined world. So in a way, it's already real in the imagined world. So it's already mm -hmm. a thought form. It's already mm -hmm. a, a thought that people put energy yeah. into. So, so beings like Santa Claus or Harry Potter, they are thought forms that so many people put energy into that in some other realms of reality, it does exist, not as a 3D here on mm -hmm. earth, but in this like thought form mm -hmm. world, it absolutely does exist. That's what my perspective yeah. on it is. So yeah, it I kind of resonate with what you just said. Yeah. It's, uh, it's the same, you know, but uh, yeah. So 
Where could people mm. find you if they would like to come for some encouragement and some beautiful, nurturing, motherly energy? <laughs> oh, I would love them to. Um, so you can find me at Love Danielle AU on Instagram. It's it's my handle for everything. My website's lovedanielle.com.au. And yeah, there's there's just a lot of love over there and a lot of nurture and a lot of helping you to really come into who you truly are which is magic beautiful okay so the last question what is what do you feel like is the most important message for people to know to raise their consciousness more to be in their inner joy and to be in their self-love oh wow what a beautiful deep question Cody. um <laughs> Oh, let me just, just like feel a cherry on the cake, you know, <laughs> I'm just looking forward to a cherry mm. on the cake. The cake was already set and now they're a little cherry <laughs> or big cherry, if you prefer. <laughs> can you, can you say the question again? I just want to feel into it while I'm, while you What do you it. feel like, what do you feel like is the most important message for people to hear, to be more aligned with their inner joy and with their self-love? I feel like it's like a similar message to kind of what the whole call has been about in regards to in order to be in your joy and your love, you need to do things that make you feel joy and love. Um, and so, you know, if you have someone who ignite, like you spend time with someone who ignites your joy, spend more time with them. Or if you have things that you, you, you know, love to do that make you feel more loved and more nourished, do more of those things. Like it, it's literally about, yeah, this is what it is. It's about the time we spend doing things that are either going to allow us to be in our victim or our creator. Now, our victim is like the ego part of us that, you know, with the trauma that doesn't feel enough. And the creator is the part of us that knows we are love and that we are perfect as we are. And so we have two options when we wake up every single day. Do we focus on the victim to get our needs met? Or do we focus on the creator and get our needs met like that? I mean, I personally, would rather choose focusing on the creator. It's just unfortunate that so many people get so addicted to getting their needs met from their victim that they love being in it because it satisfies them um, and it allows them to feel um, like, you know, a certain way. But it really is about where we place our focus. And so if you want to love yourself more and you want to feel more joy, I would just write I would just create an activity get your journal out and write down all the things that bring you joy all the things that make you feel loved and spend a lot more time doing them and the most beautiful thing when you do that is when you spend more time doing these things you're going to naturally raise your frequency because you're going to be in the frequency of love and joy more and the universe oh so abundant she is she'll just bring you more love and joy that's the way you get more love and joy. You spend time in love and joy to then naturally just receive because the mirror, the universe mirrors who you are. So if you're always spending time in love and joy, or if you're always spending time in hate and, you know, all these things that bring you more into a place of like feeling sorry for yourself and your ego, the universe will then mirror that to you in your relationships, in your friendships, in your diet, whatever. But that's the way I would say is the best kind of way to um, tie it all together. It's like, where do you place your focus? Where do you place your attention? And then where do you place your action? Um, and so if you want to spend more time in joy and love, do things that make you feel joy and love. And then as you start to do that, your frequency will be higher. Your vibration will be more open. Your heart will be more open. And then naturally, the most this is such a beautiful thing that the universe does is it'll then start to deliver all these things, whether it's like, oh, let's just say for you, you got another client. Let's just say you made more money. Let's just say you met the love of your life because you're in that frequency. And so all these things will naturally start to come in, which then amplify it even more, right? 
and then you feel even more love and more joy and then you just you just keep getting that mirror back from the universe and so that that is what i would say you can kind of do to start to feel um more of these higher frequencies of who we actually are Mm, beautiful that's such a beautiful cherry on the cake it's perfect it's amazing so we're gonna finish it <laughs> up here and with this beautiful message to sit in your hearts uh, dear listeners thank you so much uh, beautiful danielle for being with me and with our listeners today and sharing your amazing message and for your encouragement and for your beautiful magical vibes i'm super grateful to have you on my podcast today and uh, yeah hope to have you again in the future I am super grateful that you allowed me to come on your podcast and share my message because me sharing this message brings me so much joy and so much love. And just to end the uh, podcast, I picked a uh, angel card and I really wanted to share it. And I thought it was just so beautiful to the whole theme and that's how magic works. But if you have a look at this card, it's the hummingbird spirit and it says joy. And I just feel like it's like that feeling of like, if you think of like a hummingbird and like singing and just totally being in your joy, that's really what's going to allow you to really create the life of your dreams. So mm. I just wanted to, oh, and, and the card number is 22. And 22, as I was telling you before, like this year is, you know, we're in the second, it was yesterday was the second of the second at 222 right and so we're in the second 22 here and then we're in year obviously 2022 so this is a really quite significant card and i feel like two is all about union which is beautiful beautiful that's amazing thank you for sharing that and thank you for sharing your beautiful voice and beautiful vibes and so yeah sending you so much love to australia <laughs> hope to love have you, you again love you so much <laughs> love you love you love yes. you love you <laughs> love you Cody. bye thank you so much beautiful listeners for being with us and sharing the magic with me and danielle today as i said before in my podcast i'm not sure if you've heard but you can find me on instagram as well i am the connection catalyst if you want to ask me any questions or if you want to come for a transformative healing session you can find me there and i'm super grateful that you're listening to us or watching us and hopefully i'm gonna see you or have you listen to us again on our next podcast